Blog Talk Radio. Do you watch Fox News all day? Are you dizzy from conservative spin? Are you a birther or teabagger? You might be suffering from a condition called barachnophobia. If so, the only cure is Liberal Dan Radio. Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on Blog Talk Radio. Warning, Liberal Dan Radio is not a substitute for doctor's advice. Severe cases of barachnophobia may require psychiatric help. This may prove expensive if Republicans repeal health care. Listening to Liberal Dan Radio may cause you to embrace things like facts, logic, and reason. If these symptoms last for more than four hours, you have been cured. For more information, go to liberaldan.com. Welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's area code 347-838-8368. That is area code 8388368 Or you can uh, join us in the chat room, which I will open right now, uh, over at blogtalkradio.com. Leave your questions there. Or if you're on the Blog Talk Radio page, you can connect via Skype. Uh, to the show as well. Finally, if you're listening after the live broadcast, uh, you could always leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. on the show page over at liberaldan.com. Today, I'll be discussing a variety of topics. Uh, The I Stand with Ahmed uh, topic, the GOP debate that I live tweeted, uh, various other topics as well. You're, You're more than welcome to call in and bring one of your own as well. Uh, But but first, of course, we'd like to uh, bring you this week's headlines. A Chicago TV station reporting on Yom Kippur, the Jewish Day of Atonement, used the imagery of a gold star with J-U-D-E written on it over a blue and white striped garment. Perhaps they thought it was just a piece of flair, you know, like the Nazis made the Jews wear. You had one job to do, image guy, one job, and you ruined it. One of the detainees at Gitmo was said to have a Match.com profile. In it, he says that he is detained, but ready to mingle. I wonder if his profile also said, let me be the fuse for the right match so that we can spark an explosive relationship. NASA says a Mars mission is a go with a target date around 2030. They plan to send a device sooner that can convert CO2 to oxygen in order to sustain life there. If that is successful, people would be going next. Not to be outdone, TSA has already said it plans to start probing Uranus. Finally, the Pope is visiting the United States. Conservatives across the nation ask, why did he invite another Mexican communist to come across the border? And that was this week's headlines. So, lots of interesting things to discuss. We could discuss uh, the debate, we can discuss I stand with Ahmed and all the silliness that's going on with that. But first, I'd like to go over this this little interesting uh, tidbit that I found or that was I heard about on the radio earlier today. And they pretty much just just discussed uh, the little minor thing about being uh, detained but ready to mingle. Apparently, even though it's his uh, Match.com account. You know, he has a profile picture there, full beard and everything. 
and he said it said that his lawyer is um, running the account for him. Of course, there's nothing he can do about it other than post updates to it, uh, but there's some unclassified documentation between uh, his lawyer, uh, Mr. Carlos Warner, and Emrahim Afghani, and Al-Afghani, so Muhammad Rahim Al-Afghani is his name, and he apparently gets matches every single day. Uh, I'm wondering if it's because of his, you know, just it's funny and people are trying to see if it's serious or what, but uh, you know, there's he has some, and these are actual letters written. Uh, this is terrible news about Ashley Madison. Please remove my profile immediately. I'll stick with Match.com, even though you say it's for old people. There is no way I can do Tinder in here. Signed, Emrahim Al-Afghani. Um, another one. This is, this is really interesting. Miss, dear Mr. Warner, it was interesting to hear about Caitlyn Jenner. I am happy for her because people are born how they are. I have one question, though. How is she a Republican? They want to take her rights away. Anyhow, tell her to use spray tan for her legs. So it's... I guess it's refreshing to see that somebody, you know, locked up at Gitmo has, you know, feelings that are that are that way, and maybe it might lead to some of the other questions that uh, we I might have later. Uh, another kind of silly email. Um, you know, it is good to hear about LeBron coming uh, coming home. Miami is a good place to visit, but nobody wants to live there. Too greasy and hot. This is coming from someone in Gitma. But I feel this way, as the great Brett Michaels once said, although the wound heals, the scar remains. So not only is he a, um, a, a supporter of transgendered rights, uh, not only did he support the move as a basketball fan, but he also likes Brett Michaels, especially Every Rose Has Its Thorn. So, I mean, for being locked up in Gitmo, the guy has a pretty good sense of humor. Um, why hasn't President Obama visited South Dakota, he asks. He has been to every other state. South Dakotans have feelings, too. I want to go to the U.S. when this place is closed. However, maybe I should be scared to go to South Dakota. <laughs> Donald Trump, this is more from him. Donald Trump is an idiot. Senator McCain is a war hero. Trump is a war zero. How can a racist run for president? He bankrupted the USFL and now wants to bankrupt the U.S. At this rate, Hillary has a chance. Uh, Rahim Afghani, um, something man up and do something. Um, that isn't, I can't quite see what the bottom of the page says. Um, but then there's some serious, you know, dear Mr. Warner how, from 7-21-2015, how do I get out of here? I am innocent and I was tortured, hung from the ceiling until I was dead. I am not high value. They call me high value because the CIA tortured me. How do we undo this injustice? Give me a trial. Let me be free. I'm not your enemy, and I've never been. 
I asked for U.S. custody because I believe that the U.S. was a country of laws and justice. I thought the ISI would kill me. I thought I could prove my innocence in the U.S. I was wrong. Uh, dear Mr. Warner, uh, in nine months, the CIA tortured, treated me like an animal. Only animals were treated better. They did not let me shower or use the toilet for months. They fed me animal food. They would not let me pray unless I confessed to untruths, and I was praying for my life. Doctors and psychiatrists got something off my blood. Uh, are they still harming people? I have dignity. Those who are who humiliated and hurt, those who humiliated and hurt me do not. Do not. I pray for them now. Please tell Colonel Mayberry I need a military lawyer. They've held me for nine years and tortured me. They have threatened to kill me and my family. Uh, Colonel Mayberry has 40 lawyers. There are six cases. There are only 17 of us. Why won't she give me a lawyer? I thought the military commissions wanted justice. How can I get justice without a lawyer, without a military lawyer, uh, dictated on 7-21-15? So... Here's, you know, it, it brings a very important question as to what, A, what are we still doing it, with it Gitmo? Why are we still holding people and not bringing them to trial? The, you know, every, the Constitution get, has, you know, protects rights. And those rights include the right to a speedy trial, uh, the right to, to you know, not uh, be held uh, without trial. Um, you shouldn't be able to file a writ of habeas corpus. And they should be able to, if, if they can't bring them to trial and just charge them with something, they should be able to be free. And, you know, I don't know this guy from Adam. I don't know who he is or what he's done or what he hasn't done. Uh, he could be a horrible person for all I know. I don't, but we don't, you could be, anybody listening to this program could be a horrible person for all I know, but the law is still required to teach you, treat you as innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. And sometimes conservatives will say that something that doesn't apply to people tend to get out, but it should apply to everybody. Everybody should have these should 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 have these rights protected, and we should not be detaining people if we're not going to bring them up on charges. And if you, if you have evidence that this person is a guilty person and that he did wrongs against the American people, then put him on trial. It shouldn't be that difficult if you have the evidence. But if you don't have the evidence, then let him go. It's stupid. This has gone on for too long. We, we should not be having, just because, you know, you know, we locked up many people in this country during World War II that were Japanese in internment camps. Uh, just because they were guilty of one thing. They were Japanese. So uh, there are people who, you know, maybe some of them were picked up with, with legitimate purposes. By all means, put them to trial. But if you can't put them to trial, then let them go. They, they're, they're not going to, I mean, yeah, sure, they're not going to harm, they're not going to do us harm from a jail cell in Gitmo. But if, if you can't, prove that they've done anything wrong, then there's no reason to detain them. And it does our country wrong because it shows that we are not following the ideals that this country was founded on. So I, I, I cannot sit here 
And, you know, while, while a lot of the things that were said were funny, I mean, he, his picture shows a smile. You know, I don't know how someone in that situation could smile, but I guess maybe people just try and make the best of their bad situations. And this guy doesn't sound like an extremist. I mean, people who are, you know, the conservatives of their faith, be they Muslims, be they Christians, be they Jews, be they, you know, any other religions uh, that are Abrahamic, which are those three. But, you know, the extremists of those religions, none of them are going to say what they what he said about Caitlyn Jenner. They're not going to say that. They're not going to support transgendered rights. If they do, they don't qualify in my book as extremists, at least in, in that way. So it's, it's you know, and I find it hard to believe that you're going to have somebody who's, you know, pro-life and anti-gay marriage, but hey, Caitlyn Jenner is fine being, you know, whatever gender she identifies as, and not we shouldn't be identifying Caitlyn Jenner uh, as something other than what she was born as. Uh, feet-born feeling, I guess, is the best word to put it. So I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about the guy, but that's what our justice system entails. Our justice system requires us to sometimes get it wrong if we don't have the evidence to let him go or to, to put him on trial. We have to let him go. And it's as simple as that. No, no ifs, ands, or buts. Anyway, let's go ahead and take the first uh, commercial break, uh, taking your calls as well, 347-838-8368. Uh, that's area code 347-838-8368 or connect with Skype, or comment on the show page at liberaldan.com after the show. Uh, so after the break, this is Dan Zimmerman with Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out Budgeteers.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kinds of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do, but Budgeteers is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out Budgeteers.com or go to YouTube.com slash Budgeteers and help make your trip the best it can be. Budgeteers.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. I am sick and tired of the propaganda in today's media. You know, we can't have a sane discussion about politics. Well, yes, you can, and it's on RLJS Radio Live with the girls, Monica RW, and Autumn S. I'm there every week when they discuss Michigan and national politics, job search, unemployment, and more from an independent laugh, sanity-based point of view. So, tune in. All JS Radio Live, Saturdays and Sundays at 11 a.m. sharp here on the Blog Talk Radio Network. Welcome back to Liberal Band Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming from New Orleans, Louisiana. 
to join the conversation. It's area code 347-838-8368. That is area code 347-838-8368. Again, you could also go to the show page over at liberaldan.com and leave your comments, questions, or concerns there. Um, Also, I just want to announce um, that I'm still doing the, the what I discussed two weeks ago. Uh, there's a GoFundMe page that I created uh, about a couple of children who are being um, abused, and uh, you know it's still on my Twitter. Um, you can, uh, if you need, if you need any more information, just you know, just tweet at me if you if you can't find the link, and I'll go ahead and uh, share it as well. Um, raised $260 so far. Uh, that has helped uh, seriously. That that money has gone towards. Uh, allowing the lawyer to file the proper paperwork so that she can uh, practice from out of state uh, to where she needs to be or to get whatever. I mean, I'm not familiar up with all the legalese and what exactly has to happen, but she now has the pay. She now will have the paperwork filed, and the initial money that was contributed will go. Will will have has covered that cost. More costs need to be um, paid for, and this person still needs her help. So please, by all means. Uh, contribute to that as well. Um, you know, until this is over with, I'm not necessarily going to plug my own at the moment, except for you know, on this every show announcement. But because this is this is more important. So, so let's see. So we had the uh, let's let's get back to the topic of the uh, GOP comedy special. Um, so. You know, Rand Paul, I'll start off with, I'll just be going through my tweets, basically. Um, Rand Paul, he started off you know, claiming, you know, that he uh, supports the Constitution, of course. You know, a lot of people that claim that they support the Constitution, in many ways, find out, um, you, you can find out that they're really not supporting the Constitution. It's what they, their misinterpretation of the Constitution that they support. It's not the real uh, Constitution. Uh, during the introductions, I also talked about Ben Carson, uh, who was far too subdued. I mean, he was—he looked like he was stoned up there. Uh, maybe they ran it, maybe they just actually did it from Colorado and not California, even though they said it was from the Reagan National Library, but or the Presidential Library. I'm sorry. Um, Scott Walker was talking, and I asked how many unions that Scott Walker presidency would destroy. Um, you know, a lot of the times, you know, one of the things that I think it was Carly Fiorina, perhaps, that was asked a question about uh, Donald Trump, um, and she was, she or somebody else was referring to Trump as an entertainer uh, from the presidential, and it, how can you sit here and criticize Trump for being a, quote, entertainer when you're doing a broadcast from the presidential library of former actor i.e. entertainer, Ronald Reagan. It doesn't make sense to sit here. You, you, the people that they venerate as being the best president ever, even though they often get him wrong and they often misrepresent uh, what he stood for, what he didn't stand for, it's still their hero used to be an actor, used to be an entertainer. So the fact that they're attacking Trump for being an entertainer isn't necessarily a valid excuse to not support him. Not that I'm advocating for anybody to be supporting Trump by any means, but still, 
Then the guy said, I think it was maybe Jeb Bush that said that because they were going left to right. And then Trump said, uh, virtually everything I've done has been successful. Virtually, good to use virtually and not literally. Uh, I guess I'll give him credit for using virtually, unlike a lot of people who will use literally in place of virtually. Um, but there were several corporate bankruptcies that he was the head of the company for. That wasn't successful. That wasn't successful at all. That was not success. But he said virtually, he didn't say literally, so I guess that's how he gets away with that. Uh, Scott Walker claimed to be the average American. I hope not. That's just horrible. Horrific. Uh, maybe he meant the mean, meanest. Maybe he got mean and got mean, messed up with average, and maybe he's just mean. Um, Christie uh, wound up calling himself a vessel for something, maybe a vessel for justice, a vessel for truth. Uh, I don't think it's a good idea for Chris Christie to be calling himself a vessel. Because that leads for me to ask questions like, what kind of vessel? A battleship? Um, the, the debate was just crazy. I mean, it, it got to the point where where the, the moderators just had no control. Um, and they had no control. And people, the candidates were just interrupting each other. It's just, they were just laughable. What else? Um, Marco Rubio was talking about how uh, a pinprick solution is not needed. Basically, he wants to use the big old mallet uh, to come down. But, you know, sometimes a pinprick attack is exactly what you need to win. You don't need to wipe out an entire village when there's only one person in that village who's bad and who needs to be targeted. Uh, Jed Bush brings up his um, Florida defunding. He's the only governor to defund Planned Parenthood or the first governor to defund Planned Parenthood or what have you. Uh, but after he did that, in the years that followed, uh, not only did abortions increase in Florida because he took away a method of fighting abortions by fighting unplanned pregnancies, but you also made women's health worse off in the state because guess what? They didn't have the care that they would typically go to at those Planned Parenthood clinics. Um, so then I said, Ben Carson uh, should in the debate say, you don't need a wall. You need a scalpel. Uh, when he says something about needing a brain surgeon, it's like, if he uses that, if he uses that line, if you don't need a wall, you need a scalpel. I will expect payment for my awesome idea. Uh, and the, what, several people actually were talking about, you know, not words, just action when it comes to the immigration debate and illegal immigrants and illegal immigration and all the lovely stuff that they want us to claim that they're good on. But they've been talking about this for 25 years. They haven't done squat. Reagan gave amnesty. Bush Sr. did nothing. Bush Jr. did nothing. None of the Congresses that were Republican-controlled put up any sort of meaningful reform. It's just talk. It's just talk that they do. Uh, 
Meanwhile, the President of the United States, Barack Obama, uh, during his presidency, became a net deporter. They had a negative importation rate from Mexico during his tenure. Why? Because he actually deported people who weren't supposed to be here. Imagine that. But, again, you know, this, this, this topic, I'll stop here for a second. I'll stop the reading of the tweets or whatever. To go over the point that I often make is you have the people in this party, in the Republican Party, and, and I guess this probably could be said about Democrats too, but there are people who are in groups organizations who make money fighting an idea. They are paid, they are salaried to fight an idea, fight against an idea, or to fight for an idea. So, and there are maybe some people who at the end of the day do it altruistically, and if the idea is actually solved, then they can go find something else to do. But a lot of these people aren't like that. They actually don't want the problem fixed. If the problem's fixed, they can't ask for contributions to fight it anymore. So they can't pay their paychecks. They can't rally the voters around their cause. Look at what those horrible people are doing. They're the problem. Over there, I'm pointing and you can't see it. They're the problem over there. They're the ones who aren't dealing with illegal immigration. Vote me in and I will fight the good fight. But they don't fight the good fight. They don't even fight any fight. A bad fight. They might put up a bad fight. They put up a horrible fight. They say horrible things that lose them support for the fight. But gets the support of the people that contribute money and keep contributing money because, gosh darn it, what they said was perfect. Another thing I have about amnesty is a lot of the, some of the Republicans do, you know, support some sort of system where you would, you know, people who are here and their only crime is being here illegally, they would give them some sort of fine. And the other conservatives, like Ted Cruz, call that amnesty. Well, if you're forced to pay a fine, it's not amnesty. Amnesty means that you're kind of waived from having to worry about it. Not that you get punished and then it's over. It's not reducing, reducing a sentence is not amnesty. Punishment is not amnesty. Um, because you had the conservative, oh, the conservatives love this line. Government just needs to get out of the way of business. Get out of the way. Of course, what could go wrong if government got out of the way? You know, oil spills, no regulation on how businesses operate so they can do horrible things. I use this example a lot because I think it makes sense. Yeah, the Mississippi River, you have, you know, Mississippi is not at the end of the Mississippi River. There's a part of Mississippi, let's say whatever part it is, that, you know, that is the last part of Mississippi to touch the Mississippi River. Now let's say a business decided to open up in Mississippi and start pumping out their bad stuff into the water. Well, the people of Mississippi aren't going to care. It's not going to affect them, as long as if they're, if they're not altruistic, at least. And so the politicians would probably love to have it. You just, okay, you can build this plant and dump all the crap you want to in our water, and it will dump out of that water, and it will head downstream, and it's only going to affect those people in Louisiana. Who cares about that? Louisiana goes, hey, but they have no authority to do anything because it's a Mississippi plant. Mississippi's going to say, hey, 
We're cool with it. That's why you need federal government to stand in the way to prevent bad behavior from happening at the front. Now, a lot of libertarian-minded types like to say that we should have a system that treats people, you know, that gives people the ability to do whatever they want, but with the threat of being sued as being the ultimate deterrent because no one wants to lose their money. But here's the problem. If corporations, corporations shield individuals from harm. So if I'm running a corporation, I'm going to try and run that corporation to be the most profitable for me in the short term, because in the long term, I'm dead. In the long term, I don't care. I can put money in the corporation, have other people invest in the corporation, which is even better, pay myself large salaries, large bonuses, large dividends from my stocks that we sell. And then when it comes time to pay out, you know, lawsuits, I've made my millions. If I'm a CEO, I've made my millions. I can, I can just drain that corporation dry if I need to. Nothing really left for the people who are seeking aid, seeking assistance from the harm that that corporation did. So it's just one of the other, you know, corporations are not people. They should never be considered to be legal persons, but they are, and that's what it is, what it is. But if we're not going to have, if we're going to have a sort of functionality that protects individuals, then we need to step in there on the front side and say, look, you are not allowed to behave badly. If you behave don't behave within these strict set of guidelines, especially when you're doing op dangerous things like, you know, drilling for oil or shipping oil or doing other things that might dump toxic material into people's drinking water or into the air or what have you. You, and if, you, if, if you're not going to follow these strict set of guidelines that we have, well, guess what? You're not going to be able to op allowed to operate at all, and then you won't have the opportunity to make money. That's what needs to happen. But again, unfortunately, it's not any time in the near future. There was a time point in the debate where it wasn't even half over and I was just dying, but it got a little little more entertaining. Um, well, first, Carly Fiorino, Carly Fiorino starts bringing up Benghazi, and I had to warn her, you know, if they say Benghazi three times, Osama bin Laden will appear. Uh, ben Carson believed that our Navy is too small. Now, I've had conversations with people who are very pro-military. I'm pro-military, but I'm not knowledgeable about all things military. These people are knowledgeable about all things, about many military. These people, you know, would tell me things like, you know, and I don't believe them. I think at the time we might have had like 10 or 11 aircraft carrier groups. I think we might have eight. But one of our aircraft carrier groups might have uh, enough I think one carrier group has enough power in one group to defeat the entire navies of the world combined. And what if we have eight of them? How is our navy too small, Ben Carson? Um, then I laughed about the fact that uh, Governor Huckabee 
invokes the, his inner Rumsfeld, uh, talking about known knowns or unknown. We have to know what we don't know. Reminded me of the Rumsfeld, the, the, there are known knowns and there are, no, there are unknown knowns, things that we don't know that we know. And then there are the unknown or the known unknowns, the things that we know that we don't know. But then there are the unknown unknowns, or the things that we don't know that we don't know. So I guess that's true. I mean, but it's just, it was just such a bizarre moment, so kind of a deflection of void, that I could probably think of examples of three of those things. So things I know, things, I guess, I guess I, I guess I could tell you two things. Two things are known and two things are unknown. Or two things are actively known. Like there may be things in my brain that I know that I don't remember that I know. Now I'm sounding like a Friends episode. Like, oh, they don't know that we know they know we know. So, but I, it's just to channel Rumsfeld just doesn't seem to be a smart debate, smart debate thing. Let's see. What well, one thing Marco Rubio said: problems can't be solved by intellect. There you go. I retweeted that for somebody else. Um, Ted Cruz previously talked about the separation of powers, um, but he then wanted to say, as president, he would not allow SCOTUS, he would force SCOTUS to act a certain way. Or how can you, if there's a separation of powers, how can you force the Supreme Court to do anything with your president? Um, then there was an interesting moment. There was an anti-Mike Bloomberg commercial. Huh? Why is there an anti-Mike Bloomberg I haven't even heard anything about him right. Maybe he is. Maybe I just missed that. I don't live in New York, I guess. Um, then they had the interesting part about, you know, who would you change on the $10 bill? Um, and Ted Cruz, I think, even though he's probably pandering, I think he got it right. So I'll say Ted Cruz got it right. Um, change the 20, not the 10, and put Rosa Parks on the bill. That would be excellent. But of all those candidates up there, how many, there were not many that actually thought of an actual real person that we would put in our money. Jeb Bush says Margaret Thatcher. Uh, ben Carson says his mom. Someone else said their, Huckabee, I think, said his wife. So just weird weirdness up there. And there was more people that weren't giving reasonable, you know, a couple rows of parts, one Susan B. Anthony, no Harriet Tubman. I mean, what do I expect? I mean, I shouldn't expect anything. As far as I'm saying, I would think we should put Ann Coulter under money just to piss off a liberal. Um, and finally, I think they were going over what they had, they were going over the names of what they called or referred to, a Secret Service referred to uh, the different people uh, in office uh, when when they were president. Um, and I think I came up with what came up with one for Chris Christie, and that was Doughboy. I think Doughboy would be a very good example of a good thing to have as your um, oh, hey, Prime Directive is in the uh, chat room. So if you're listening, hey there. Again, if you have any questions, just, you know, post away. Um, and uh, anyway, so that, that's it. 
Uh, that's all my, my, from all my tweets and commentaries coming from my um, live tweeting of the POTUS debate. So let's go ahead and take the middle uh, commercial break and I'll go ahead and you can take your calls as well. You just Skype in from the chat or leave your questions in the chat or call 347-838-8368. Uh, this is Liberal Day and Radio, Puff from the left, that's right. of Diversified Media Enterprises. I'm Doug Cunningham. Port truckers and warehouse workers in Los Angeles and Long Beach are striking over a range of issues from wage theft to misclassification as independent contractors to employer intimidation and bad and unsafe working conditions. Truckers are striking at Pack 9 with picketing at the ports, warehouses, and distribution centers. Shaharia Kauchi is co-director of the Warehouse Workers Resource Center. He says warehouse workers are suffering under low wages and bad working conditions while moving goods for some of America's biggest retailers. They have to show up every day to find out if they have work, and if they don't have work, they're set home. They're unpaid. They have a very dangerous workplace. The warehouse was built in the 1940s and is poorly maintained. Workers have gotten injured on the dock because it's poorly maintained. Forklifts are badly maintained. They've filed a catalyst to complain around this issue. We're calling on other unions and organizations across the region and community to support these workers. Kauchi says since these workers are on City of Los Angeles property, they should be getting the city's higher minimum wage. And he says huge retailers like Amazon, Lowe's, and others can afford to pay these workers properly and maintain good working conditions. These workers are moving goods for, for really big companies. Amazon has a you know, reputation for, for moving things very quickly and efficiently. Other companies like Lowe's and Kmart are on the site. Also, huge retailers who can afford to pay to make sure that these workers do have good conditions. And the least they can ask is decent wage, a safe workplace, and to be able to know every day if you have a if you have a job waiting for you. Hillary Clinton has been endorsed for president by the United Brotherhood of Carpenters and Joiners of America. Clinton welcomed the support and says as president, she will support unions. She vowed to always stand with unions like the UBC against employer efforts to misclassify workers and steal wages and against Republican assaults on collective bargaining and the right to organize. Clinton is also endorsed by the American Federation of Teachers, Roofers, the International Association of Machinists and Aerospace Workers, International Union of Bricklayers and Allied craft workers, and the United Association of Journeymen and Apprentices of the Plumbing and Pipe Fitting Industry. Union buster Scott Walker's presidential campaign has been busted. The Wisconsin governor claims he was called to lead by quitting the presidential race. Less than 1% support in the polls and running out of cash also had a little to do with it. AFL-CIO President Rich Trumka says Walker is still a disgrace, just no longer national. The Wisconsin AFL-CIO says the American people have unmistakably rejected Scott Walker's anti-union brand. Let's get America working. We must build, maintain, and repair our nation's crumbling infrastructure. Teamsters support a bipartisan approach to creating good jobs for American workers. Learn more at letsgetamericaworking.com. Teamsters strong, America stronger. You've been listening to Win Workers Independent News. For more information, visit laborradio.org.
And welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Zimmerman, coming from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, you can either Skype in, uh, leave your comments at the chat room, or you can also call 347-838-8368. That's area code 347-838-8368. Yeah, I did forget to talk about the fact that Scott Walker uh, now quit. Uh, quit the race, so I guess maybe he isn't the uh, average American. Um, you know, because he still has his job. He still has, his, unfortunately, he's still governor out there. So, um, interesting little tidbit of a friend of mine shared on Facebook. Um, public is spending less on cigarettes, um, and in Colorado, preferences have changed to marijuana. Um, Colorado government uh, has become $70 million richer uh, thanks to the taxes. Uh, meanwhile, um, alcohol has contributed only $2 million to the tax pool. Uh, the current trend continues. By the end of the year, government can expect to collect an estimated $125 million just from weed. The new and steady income stream is so lucrative, the authorities have decided to reward the fledgling industry. Marijuana policy projects uh, of communications, Mason Divert said that the $69,898,059 connected from taxes were some large enough to warrant a day's relaxation in. Uh, marijuana taxes have been incredibly productive, so this tax holiday is a much deserved day off. This will be one day out of the year where the state won't generate significant revenue. Over the other 364 days, it will bring us in tens of millions of dollars that will be reinvested in the state. So basically, they're having a, a weed holiday. Um also thought of a funny joke during the break. Uh, somebody had said something about uh, Mars attacks. I don't know. It was a funny thing, but it made me think way back in the day. And there's a whole new thing, people talking about Netflix and chill. Well, I remember back in the day, it was Blockbuster and chill. So I feel old. Anyway, um, other topics to be discussed today include the I Stand with Ahmed. Uh, for those of you who, I don't know if you're hiding under a rock or not, I don't know. Uh, but the I Stand uh, with Ahmed group uh, talking about an individual, a 14-year-old school student who uh, brought in a clock that he had, whatever had, whatever he did to it, was either you know, disassembled and reassembled or or he made it by himself using parts. I don't know. Doesn't matter to me. So he comes to school. He brings the he brings the clock in. First teacher says, "Look, don't be showing this to anybody else." But again, it's still. I mean, fine that he he just accepted and didn't freak out over it. But everybody else did. Why? Because here's a Muslim kid with something that they're quote, looks like a bomb, but it didn't look like a bomb. You know how I know it didn't look like a bomb? Because they didn't call the bomb squad. They didn't evacuate the school uh, for precautionary measures. And if I was a parent at that school and they didn't evacuate the school because they thought there was a bomb threat, I'd be pissed off. So they obviously didn't think that it was a bomb. They obviously didn't think that something was going on that was dangerous to the people in that school. All they thought was that here's this kid bringing in a clock and we're going to punish him because he's Muslim. 
That's it. He was guilty before proven innocent. But they left him in the room with the with the so-called bomb. They didn't, you know. It's and then they ultimately didn't bring charges or what have you. But he was basically embarrassed in front of the entire school, uh, just because the kid was proud of something that he did. Now, a lot of people are making light over what he did. Oh, this is a I could have done this with a Radio Shack part, this, that, or the other. Well, most Radio Shacks are closed by now. A, B. You have a lot of the things uh, when it comes to uh, wonder and curiosity. People who are people who are that type of people who like to tinker, who 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 want to become you know inventors, engineers, scientists. They are people that will experiment with things. And that's the mindset of somebody who's scientifically driven. Is you want to disassemble something see how it's made, see how the parts work, and then see if you can put it back together. That's a, a, a quest for learning and science, and that's something that shouldn't be mocked or made fun of or, or put down. These people are calling him a liar because he said he maybe invented a clock or made a clock, whatever his words he used. He was excited over the fact that he was able to, you know, do whatever he did with this clock. If he took this apart, clock apart and reassembled it, it doesn't matter to me. And the people that are trying to make this about him, quote, lying, unquote, about a clock, are people who I think are really trying to distract from the what is the most important issue here, which is how the school treated this kid just because he is Muslim, his family is Muslim, just because of that. I think they're in Texas, too. So everything's bigger in Texas, apparently, including the bigotry. So I just, I'm just outraged at, at the guy who, at the guys who are trying to just make light of what this kid is, is interested in doing and who are instead and not focusing on the real issue. See, so Prime Directive, the homemade clock reported by the media was simply the guts of a 1970 Radio Shack Mike Bernardo Brian clock. Still home nice stand. It works. Schools do stupid things every other group every day. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, lots of stupid things are done by schools. Um, but the fact that this 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 kid was treated in that way, and and, and there are going to be things that take place in this, you know that, that are going to get traction, and and people are going to hit up on it. They're going to say, okay, this is something that we need to look at. This is something that we need to you know show attention to. It doesn't mean that those other things that happen to students are bad, are good, or that we approve of them just because we aren't looking at those other things. But just some things just happen to catch. It's like, you know, maybe you have a hundred hands reaching up in the air and somebody throws something and one of them catches it. So the one of them catches it, gets that ticket and gets to fly off and, and, and do whatever and get and get notoriety, get get notable, get their fifteen minutes of fame. I think every one of us, you know, and I'm not saying I'm not necessarily saying that this kid did that just to try and get fame, but it's, it's, it's a lot of it's like it's a lot of things. 
there are kids that are, you know, people that get shot uh, who don't get reported on national news. But then you have Trayvon Martin, who was reported. Why? Because it just happened to get picked up. There are a lot of wrongs that happen to a whole lot of people all over the place. And we shouldn't say that the wrong is any less wrong just because other wrongs happen to other people. It's wrong when it happens to one, it wrongs when it happens to many. It's wrong when it happens to many, it's wrong when it happens to, if, when it happens to one. So, yeah, we, we, we prime directive, don't bite the corner off of a Pop-Tart. It might look like a gun. That's another story that actually another one of my friends on another forum or chat area or whatever did bring that up today too. the guy, the kid that bit off, I think it was more than a corner. I think it was a decent sized piece uh, of, of the Pop-Tart and they can be mad talking about Pop-Tarts because I've been doing a low carb diet for the past two weeks or so and I haven't had much of any carbs and I love Pop-Tarts. So you're mean for bringing up Pop-Tarts, but you didn't know. So that's okay. I'll give you a pass. Um, so, yeah, this kid, if you don't know this story either, brought a Pop-Tart into school and bit into it so it looked like a gun. And it started going pew-pew with the gun or, or whatever sound he was making, pretending like he was shooting a gun. And because this school has a zero tolerance policy on guns, including toy guns, I guess including things made to look like guns, then he was punished, and it was stupid. A, because it's a Pop-Tart and not representative of any sort of actual threat to anybody. If somebody is pointing a Pop-Tart at me and making shooty noises, I'm not going to be upset over the fact that uh, you know, you made shooty noises at me with a Pop-Tart. I'm not going to be in fear for my safety. Um, but also, zero tolerance policies are just a bad idea in general as well. Zero tolerance policies are like, you know, mandatory minimums. They don't give the people in charge the discretion to take into consideration certain things that may or may not be relevant uh, to the discussion at hand or the or specific case at hand. Um, in fact, you could say I have a zero tolerance policy for a zero tolerance policy. On that note, let me go ahead and finish and take my second commercial break, come back, uh, talk about maybe some other things, maybe not. We'll see. Um, but again, if you want to call, it's 347-838-8368. That's area code 347-838-8368. I'm scheduled through 9 Central, but I can all, I'll schedule through 930 Central, typically in an hour after an hour. But if, you know, people have get on something important, I might go over. Anyway, it's Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. you need legal representation or advice on issues such as family law, bankruptcy law, DWI, or other civil or criminal matters, you need hands-on legal advice from someone who will treat you as a priority and not just another number. So call the law office of Sherry I. Sandler at 504-528-9500. That's 504-528-9500. Or email sandlerlaw at cox.net. I trust Sherry with my legal needs. So should you. The preceding ad was an unpaid client endorsement. Do you like fun jewelry? 
Do you wish you could design jewelry that is designed just for you and that tells your story? Well, with Origami Owl, you can do just that. An Origami Owl jewelry bar is a fun way to get together with your friends, hang out, and design jewelry. There is no pressure to buy, but when you host a party, either in person or online, you have the opportunity to get deeply discounted jewelry based on what the friends you invite to the party purchase. If you would be interested in holding a party, either online or in person, go to cassiezcharms.origamiowl.com. That is C-A-S-S-I-E-Z charms.origamiowl.com and contact Cassie today. Welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman from New Orleans, Louisiana. Again, to call is 347-838-8368. Or you can chat in the chat room like I have been with uh, Prime Directive, or he's been chatting and I've been commenting here. Uh, if you're listening after the live broadcast, uh, if you've downloaded the podcast either from the Blog Talk Radio site or from iTunes, you can write, you can follow me on iTunes as well. Uh, you can actually uh, download it and listen to me whenever you like. And after the show, uh, you can leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. over on the show page at liberaldan.com. So I also do want to thank Untested Methods. Uh, they actually actually came out with some new music recently. So facebook.com slash the letter U followed by the word methods if you want to check that out. Um, I hope to be sampling some more of that and maybe mixing up some of the music that you're coming out of uh, the show from, but haven't had a chance to listen to his yet, but, you know, please, you know, go listen to it and say, Hey, I heard you on liberal band radio and I like what I heard. So let's see anything else to want to talk about. Um, oh yeah. There's the other thing that I forgot about, uh, which is a uh, Twitter user. This, this, this will be the, Tweet of the week. Um, this will be def- definitely be the tweet of the week. Uh, Simran uh, Jeet Singh, uh, a Sikh, uh, is a Twitter user. The handle name is Simran Columbia, at Simran Columbia. I brought my clock to work today. Hashtag I stand with Ahmed. Hashtag solidarity. So, Big kerfuffle that happened this morning over that. That's the other thing that I wanted to talk about, which is here's this gentleman standing at his school uh, almost a quarter after the hour at of 9 p.m. or 9 a.m. taking a picture of his clock and posting it to Twitter, him holding his clock and posting it to Twitter. You look at the clock and you look at the distance between the minute hand and between the two and the three, it obviously looks like 12. It really does look like 12. It's too far away from that two to be an 11. And it's, it's, it's not quite halfway, so it's not 13, but it's not, it's definitely 12. It is not 9-11. He did not share a picture of himself holding up a clock sign 
that said 9-11. I'm sorry to all of the people, all of the conspiracy theorists who want to make this into more than what it is, but it is not more than what it is. It is simply, simply him standing in solidarity with an individual who he feels was wronged by his school, and so he held up a clock that was not a bomb at 9-12, not at 9-11. And even if it was at 9-11, A, the guy's a Sikh, not a Muslim. Granted, to the people who care about whether people are Muslims, they probably don't care, or they likely don't care about the difference between what a Muslim is and a Sikh is. They probably don't care at all. They likely don't care. Um, so that that was my little um, fun argument, yes. The fun argument that I guess this morning that took, I guess somebody blocked me. Uh, I don't know. Apparently I was a bad person. Um, uh, or they, they, they thought I was trolling them or, or something. I really don't know what uh, the problem was um, because apparently I'm not American enough. Um, definitely not, not American enough, for, that's for sure. Um, I guess we according to them. And Mer- not American, but American. So, the people that were insisting that it said 9-11, just, I cannot believe it. I mean, you can go, if you think I'm wrong, if you could show me that that clock is actually pointing to a 9-11, please do so. Please prove it to me. Because I'm looking at the clock right now, and I don't see it whatsoever. Not at all. Not at all. So, anyway, let's go ahead and uh, take the show end for today. Uh, this has been another episode of Liberal Day and Radio. I'll be back next week, next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central on Blog Talk Radio, blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan. You can also follow me on Twitter at liberaldanradio, facebook.com slash liberaldan, or the show's website, liberaldan.com. Until next week, again, this is Dan Zimmerman with Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right.